0: all right three two one it is live welcome to the bruce cooper podcast i am accompanied by my wonderful wife edith you forgot beautiful. beautiful wife edith you probably know her as ethel on twitch she is a uh, big member of our community it's our community Mm-mm. yeah
1: i guess like the people listening
0: yeah yeah so yeah welcome um if you're new to the podcast Edith and I talk about what has caught our eye over the last week or so. Uh, yeah, then we can just kind of have a discussion about it. Um, if if you're new to all of this, uh, my name is Bruce Cooper. I stream on Twitch full time at twitch.tv forward slash, forward slash Bruce Cooper. <laughs> uh, do you want to say a little something about yourself?
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, I'm a teacher, right? So I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. So that is what I do. What I do. I, I work with the third grade, fourth grade classroom, but I'm not able to tell a lot of the stories, so yeah, they they will be pretty vague. And then um, my hobby or my thing that I really like is I we I work on our YouTube channel, so yeah, we're, and we're pretty close to 100,
0: pretty close to 100 subscribers. Mm-hmm. If you go to Bruce Cooper TV, Bruce Cooper dot TV forward slash YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube. Let's get to 100. That way we can get an official YouTube URL. Yay. That is, uh, I know that is Edith's goal. Mm-hmm. Really want to get to 100, so please go subscribe to it.
1: My goal is to get to 100 by, well, we start, I started the channel in just after the new year. So in by the time the next new year rolled around, I wanted to have 100, and we're almost there now, so that's exciting. Perfect. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I don't know, I forgot to mention this last week. Just want to get the uh, sellout section out of the way. Um, My Twitch channel and I am uh, sponsored by MeUndies. If you go to MeUndies.com forward slash Bruce Cooper, you'll get 15% off your order. It also supports the channel any way you can. Pass that link around. Spread it around. Mm -hmm. I could use uh, money, so give me money. And you get underwear, (laughs) so it's great. Um,
1: Best of both worlds.
0: Best of both worlds. Absolutely. So if uh, the, the way the format of the podcast works is I'm um, I, you know, I I started this thing because I was I always feel behind in like the tech industry, the tech space, right? Like I always feel like I'm not doing my research enough in video games and tech. And um, Edith, I know you, you love what do you what do you love what are you what's your favorite thing to do what are you what will you be talking about
1: um well this week i've I've got a little bit more YouTube y recommendations but uh, I I like to watch stuff so I watch a lot of TV and movie and so that's what I'm talking about
0: yeah so yeah. I d- you know I'm into the technology and video games and you're into more. TVs and movies and
1: yeah film TV pop culture entertainment news maybe yeah I don't know
0: Entertainment news.
1: I find that interesting. That's what I studied in. That's what I studied in in college before I went back for my master's in teaching. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So and we're just, you know, we're just talking about it. Stuff that we're interested in. So, um yeah, that's kind of the format. Just conversation about our interests. Tech's, tech and video games, pop culture, movies, TV shows. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, I will start because it's just kind of something we talked about. I'm going to start these things usually. So yeah, you go first. This week was PAX East. Uh, If you don't know what PAX East is, um, that makes two of us. I've never been to one, but uh, it's like a it's, a it's a Penny Arcade. Um, Is it I believe the company Uh. Conventions as a whole, you know, are, are kind of new to me. I, I go to TwitchCon every year, but I've never been to a a PAX or uh like GDC was last week. I've never been to like a developers conference. Um, but let me Google this really quick. I it's Penny Arcade. Who runs PAX?
1: What does Pax stand for?
0: Penny Arcade Expo. Mm. Penny Arcade Expo.
1: Isn't a penny arcade like a like an arcade? Game,
0: no, so Penny Arcade is a company. Oh, Penny Arcade is a company. You go to penny arcade.com. I, I don't really know. Uh, it looks like they are they uh, like it, looks like they develop comics. Is that right? I don't know, it's like a video game news website or something. Somebody will have to fill me in on, on exactly what it is. I know that sounds crazy because they've been going on for so long, but I've never really had an interest in going. I know they have PAX West in Seattle. Maybe we'll hit that up. We should go. It's usually after TwitchCon. Um, But anyway, PAX East was this year, or this weekend. Today's actually the last day. Uh, And there's some kind of exciting news. Um, Particularly, it looks like they're doing a Fallout 76 Q&A. Have you heard... You know know what Fallout 76 is?
1: Yeah, I was just thinking I haven't heard much about... I mean, I remember watching the game launch trailers and everything. Yeah. And then now I feel like I haven't heard anything about
0: it. It was kind of a shit show. Uh Oh. A dumpster fire. So, (laughs) I played Fallout 4 in preparation to play Fallout 76. And what I loved about Fallout 4 was that it was basically the story was the main character and his wife and child were hanging out, you know, living their lives and then a nuclear bomb went off and they went and lived in a fallout shelter and now we are living our life after the fallout, right? So it's a very it was a very story driven game. Very a lot of dialogue, very story driven. But open world exploration sort of thing. Um,
1: so you can hear Riley's little...
0: Riley, Riley's little our dog. Hey, Bubba. He's yeah. walking around the kitchen. So Fallout 76 is an online version of that where you, do you, there was a multiplayer, right? So it's just you and a bunch of other people wandering around this wasteland what I didn't realize and what I don't think a lot of people realized is they removed all of the NPCs from fallout 76. We knew that, but there's no story driven dialogue anymore. There's no NPC driven dialogue. There's no one talking to you. There's these little hollow tapes that you get story lines from. I don't know. It just felt very shallow, very boring to be honest. Um, and it kind of, I think, f- caused it to flop. So I Fallout, and then there was people like launching nukes and crashing servers. And then they did that weird thing with the...
1: Oh, I do remember that from the trailer. The
0: So they, they had, they, anytime these games, these AAA titles come out and they have perks for different versions of the game that you buy, a lot of time collectors will buy those $200 versions, right? Oh, yeah. One of these versions was supposed to come with this really nice bag, Mm -hmm. duffel bag sort of thing. And it was plastic and shit. And it caused an explosion on the internet.
1: Wasn't it like really expensive?
0: It was like a, it was an expensive, I don't remember how much it was, but it was an expensive version of the game. And Bethesda's uh, rebuttal to the complaints was a $5 in game credit. And it just was a really no too little, one, too late. Too little, too late, and it was just an. It was just like a kind of like, well, this will make them quit whining, sort of thing, and it didn't make anyone quit whining. It. It was part of the reason I think, honestly, that the game f- failed, flunked really bad. Well,
1: I mean, if you piss off the people who are gonna who are willing to pay for the top tier, yeah, thing like those are gonna be the, the people that are the most like excited about the game and then you piss them off you just have people most kind of excited about the game
0: well i mean you know right you
1: take the most excited people and you piss them off
0: it's really not a good look (sighs) we're gonna let riley finish drinking his water here (laughs) riley riley hun
1: i have a riley story for you at some point
0: now would be the best time for that
1: so he played you
0: Uh
1: wicked hard last night How's that? So he fell asleep on the couch with me or like when I was still watching TV. Uh-huh. And then I tried to wake him up. He's mad at me. He's currently mad at me. So he didn't come. I said, fine.
0: So wait, wait, wait. I was laying on the couch? No, you were in bed. Okay.
1: And I was on the couch and then I came into bed.
0: Okay.
1: And I got into bed and whenever I get into bed, usually Riley goes, okay, it's time to go to sleep. Well, uh-huh. eventually he, he woke up and realized it was time to go to bed. So he came in. He tried to, he sat like next to my feet for a second and I didn't move them because I wasn't going to let him in because he's mad at me. So he can, yeah, he can do what he wants. He came up towards in between the two of us in our front of our pillows and tried to get into the sheets, but I pretended to be asleep and wouldn't let him in. And then he went over to your feet. He was there for like two seconds and then you lifted up and he went Hmm. straight. I don't remember. I was sleeping. It was so funny. I was like, no, no, no. You're mad at me. You can you can hmm. you can sleep on your own tonight. And then he went straight to you. Funny. And the instant he was there.
0: Funny little, funny little dog. Anyway. Anyway, so there's this Fallout 76 Q and A at PAX, and it's got a lot of people really kind of interested. Cause what are they? It's I think it's one of the few times they've publicly talked since. The game released and everyone uh, there there they were people were being interviewed and they were like, I'm nervous because it hopefully the game is getting better. I, I th- I've I always thought it would be a great idea. I refunded the game because I mm-hmm. I played the demo and it just was it was so boring.
1: Well, I've only ever played the I played the mobile. Yeah, the mobile game. That was pretty fun. Yeah. For a while. And then you kind of I think I even at that time I had maxed out whatever you could do. I love and then kind of moved
0: on. I loved Fallout 4. I loved it. It was was so fun. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So hopefully they fix it. Hopefully they fixed it. Um, Another huge, arguably the biggest announcement of PAX East this year was uh, the Borderlands 3 announcement. Uh, No release date, but uh, apparently the date will be announced on April 3rd. I've never played a Borderlands game. Um, Have you? Have you ever played Borderlands? Uh-uh. Yeah.
1: I know the cover art, right? Isn't he like yeah. doing that? Yeah. yeah.
0: It's always kind of a cool art style. I need to play. I've never played Borderlands. I've never played any Borderlands game, but I will be playing this one. Um,
1: What's the... Do you know what the story is?
0: I don't. I or don't. like
1: even what... Like what do you even do? Is it like GTA? First
0: person shooter... Um, I don't, I don't mm. know anything about it. I know it's got a really cool art style. Uh, but no, I've never played one. This actually brings up a good point. Um, not to, not to dive too far off tro- topic, but f- I've always wanted to. So, you know, I, 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 I run a channel on Twitch that in Twitch is about video games primarily. Mostly. And I've always felt really behind. I didn't get into, I've been, I've played video games my whole life, but I didn't get into PC gaming until after we'd met. I I'd always, I've always had an interest in computers, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to, but it was always like aesthetics. Like I really loved how beautiful Apple products were. I've really loved, um, I've always looked at PC gaming as this enthusiast driven thing where you have to be really into like the RGB colors and the, your computer case being able to see inside of it was really cool. You know, it's intimate. It was, I was I always, oh, I was always really intimidated by it. What were you going to say?
1: I, I just, I didn't even think of when I thought of gaming, I didn't even think of, I didn't realize PC was like a category. Yeah. Because I grew up not on PC.
0: Well, and then when we lived. Over in that one place, I traded my bicycle in for a PC. Do you remember that?
1: At the hardwood floors? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I traded... No, not with the hardwood floors. The part by the theater. By the theater. Oh. I traded my bicycle for a, for a computer mm-hmm. from a guy on Craigslist.
1: really nice bicycle.
0: <laughs> really nice bicycle. Birthday
1: present from your grandpa?
0: Yes. But I, had, I didn't need it because yeah. I had another one. Yeah. And I traded it in. And I asked him, and he was like, "Yeah, get what you want." So I, tra- but I traded it to this kid on Craigslist for a gaming PC. I didn't know anything about it. It had a i three, some third or fourth gen or something, and then um, a GTX seven sixty in it, and which for the time were was a respectful graphics card. But this was probably I don't know f- six years ago. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's five, six, seven years ago. Five, six years ago. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, and five I six. just this was before I was on Twitch or anything, and I was I became obsessed, and um, but I, but I felt you know five six years ago. That's that's not, there are people who who have been following this for been into PC gaming or technology, PC related technology or whatever for in comparatively their entire lives as opposed Mm -hmm. to me the last six years at max yeah right and so the whole point of this podcast really for me is to hold myself accountable for these sorts of things like borderlands is a perfect example i've never played one i've always heard of it Mm -hmm. you know i i need to do research on borderlands fallout 4 was my first game that i ever fallout game that i ever played and I really need to, I need to be better at staying up on it. Because if I'm going to be somebody who people look at for news and information, I need to know, I need to, I need to know this sort of thing.
1: Well, I think in order to be, even if it's just something you're currently playing, I think in order to truly appreciate it, it's important to know the lineage Yeah. of like what came before it or where it came from or why it is the way that it is.
0: Well, just to spend my time aligning my interests and, and passions Mm -hmm. and really because you can be passionate about something like technology and video games doesn't mean it's not work to stay up on it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And anyway, that's kind of what this, I realized last week during the first podcast that I never really talked about that. So to get back on track, um. Yeah, Borderlands Three and the Borderlands uh, series as a whole is something that I will definitely, I definitely need to uh, play. Mm-hmm. The other big thing that I was really excited about when doing research on PAX East this year was that Bus Simulator had a little dilly at the. Convention, and if you know me, you know that I love my simulators. Bus, all variety, what
1: all of all varieties,
0: of all varieties, simulators. I loved Euro Truck, I loved American Truck Simulator, I loved Farming Sim. Uh, I love the simulation genre. I, I, they're so fun, they're very relaxing. Somebody described it as uh, it's like the ASMR of gaming, it's just super it's chill it's chill and it's just so fun it's so fun to farm virtually what what are you gonna say
1: i like it when you play farming sim
0: yeah farming sim it's just it's a blast i i don't know i love those. i love those simulation style games so there was a yeah they were talking about i i've never heard of bus simulator but it's definitely one that um
1: Wait, you've not heard of Bus I think I've heard of Bus Simulator. Never heard of it. I think Lyric played it. Interesting. I think I saw him play it. Yeah. I think. I think it was Bus Simulator.
0: Yeah. Bus... I remember him
1: just like yelling at someone.
0: Bus Sim. I know that they've had Bus Sim style games like City Bus. I, I don't. I've, I've heard. I think one came out that was garbage. It wasn't called Bus Sim. It was called like Public Transport. I don't know. Another big one that's, I don't know if it's out yet, is uh, Train Simulator. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds so fun. You're basically like a conductor of a train. Yeah, it's it looks like a, but it's very in-depth. It's very intense.
1: You should get that. That's I feel what, like that would be perfect for you.
0: Well, that's what's crazy about these games. At face level, you're like, why would I want to be a farmer? And then you play them and you realize how in-depth these games go. American Truck Sim you 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 do jobs to upgrade your truck there's a whole community you could drive with people there's convoys like there's a whole Can
1: you use the steering wheel that you have?
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: You should do that.
0: No, I, I know. It, it's just it's it's Someday. it's they're so fun. I can't don't knock it till you try it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Train Sim sounds fun.
0: Train Sim is extremely fun.
1: I always felt like building little train models and getting like all the little shrubberies and stuff. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be a blast. It's expensive.
1: Yeah. But it it seems cool. I
0: I am about to bite the the bullet and start collecting Pokemon cards. I want to collect Pokemon. I want a binder where I could put all of my holographics Mm -hmm. and then a, a cardboard box where I could throw all the commons and uncommons. And another cardboard box where I can put all the rares. And then once or twice a month, I'll buy a couple packs. And I'll open them up on stream. And I'll either get shit cards or I'll get amazing cards. And the amazing cards that I that I really enjoy, I'll put them up on eBay and I'll sell them. And just to start buying more packs. Yeah. I really... I miss collecting Pokemon cards.
1: I mean, you have a bunch.
0: I have a bunch, but I, I want to do it the right way. I miss... Have you ever, have you ever opened up pack baseball cards or magic cards or Pokemon cards? I mean, with you, but you've never done it.
1: Um, I think I had like a Charmander when they like first came out. I think that was like the one card that I had. So it's well, I guess I have pops. I have the pop Funko. Okay,
0: imagine imagine this, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about the. It's not a for me. It's I'm a collector. It's it's not about what the card is or what the Funko Pop is. Imagine you get you, because a lot of people don't understand why collecting cards is fun. And imagine getting a, imagine getting a pack of cards where there's hundreds, if not thousands of different cards and opening it up to one that you have a one in 10,000 chance or, you know, card Sounds like gambling rare card beautiful card that's really rare it's exciting it's a rush even if you don't play the game if you just it's just collecting and like that chance of getting something that's really hard to find is a totally addicting
1: do you have is there like an app or something that you download to see if it's a good card
0: I'm sure The the, back in the day when I used to collect baseball cards, it was the Beckett magazine. You
1: collected baseball cards? Mm -hmm.
0: I didn't know that. It was a Beckett magazine. It pretty much just told you what the value of each card was. And so if you, if you found a card, it'll say you open up a pack of tops and you got a Michael Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. You can, you can uh, search Michael Jordan and Beckett and it'll have the numbers and you look the match, the numbers up and it says it's worth 16 bucks. And that was kind of like the... Things are only as valuable as what they're... Things are only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Yeah. So Beckett was just kind of this...
1: Like Kelly Blue Book.
0: It was like a caliber of whether or not it was rare, right? If it was a a $20 card, that's rare. Mm -hmm. Because you bought the pack of cards for $2 or $5 or whatever. Mm -hmm. If it's a $0.16 card, well, it's not very rare then, you know? And Beckett was... Whether or not you'd sell it for $20 is one thing, but... It was just knowing. Oh wow! I have this a five dollar card according to Beckett. That's just it was just fun, you yeah. know. Building a collection is is fun, but yeah, Pokemon cards. I'll Get some Pokemon cards.
1: That could be a blast. Well, you gotta collect them all. I hear. You gotta
0: collect. Cl- <laughs> gotta collect them all.
1: As they go- as the saying goes.
0: Got it. It's gotta catch them all.
1: Oh, you gotta catch them. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. So. Well, I could throw them up in the air, and you'd have to like. No. Catch them out of the air and then.
0: The problem with cards say is that you've this, caught them. It's expensive. They're like six bucks a pack or mm-hmm. eight dollars a pack or something like that, and there's all these different versions, like different, different. Uh, they they'll come out with different series cards at the same time.
1: Well, I've got them for you for Christmas, and I, do, I never know which ones to which ones to get because I don't know what the like just. Is there like an original or a regular?
0: That's what I I, see. I don't know. (laughs) Like a regular card. I don't know.
1: always, there's always like colors or letters or people or thing. Like it's always like get the yellow edition or the moon edition or the, I don't know what the other ones are. Yeah. Blue edition. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to get.
0: Okay. Yes. So Pokemon cards, Pokemon cards, I'm going to get some Pokemon cards. Um, other news this week for me. Big No Man's Sky news. Mm-hmm. If you know me, you know I'm a huge No Man's Sky fan. No Man's Sky Beyond is their next update coming out. Uh, last week, last podcast, we knew that they were going to kind of re, re-haul their multiplayer. Re-haul. They're going to give a facelift overhaul? to their... Overhaul. That's it. They're gonna give a facelift to their multiplayer, so uh, No Man's Sky Online is going to be a thing. that said it'll be radical, and it, I quote, "radically new multiplayer experience, not an MMORPG, but uh, a radically new experience." Do you need something to drink? Yeah, get something to drink. Um. Yeah, so No Man's Sky Beyond. Uh the next update need to fill it? Go ahead. It's fine. We're gonna take a quick water break. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're okay. I drank that orange juice and it like my heart burned. So yeah, I don't know. No Man's Sky. Um I freaking love I love everything that Sean Murray and Hello Games does. I love that they're doing this. It's If you're not a No Man's Sky fan based on the launch of their game, then I don't know what to freaking tell you. I mean, the game has completely redeemed itself. Get over it. You know, if you don't like it, then... (laughs) I haven't ran into a No Man's Sky hater in a while, but I know they're out there. They're probably listening. Uh, But yeah, No Man's Sky Beyond. They announced this week that they are officially introducing No Man's Sky VR which is so there's two there's two buses here buses there's two buses of people groups. groups we're gonna say buses okay there's the there's the bus that has wanted no man's sky vr since the beginning of no man's sky then there's the bus who doesn't give two s-h-i-t-s about vr which well, and then there's a third bus. People kind of in the middle.
1: Which bus are you on?
0: Well, I was introduced to VR for the first time this year. was introduced to VR for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Right? I got the HTC Vive. Cool. I liked it. It's fun. Beat Saber's super fun.
1: I liked Beat Saber, and then I liked that one where I was. I went to. I like looked around Manhattan.
0: That was fun. I flew over it. That was just Google Maps or Google Earth.
1: What a time to be alive!
0: It was amazing. It was
1: amazing. I loved it. That was so cool.
0: But when it, we've never done like a a video game that we've technically usually sat down in, right? So imagine, so VR, what I think VR No Man's Sky is going to be, is going to be primarily a sitting experience.
1: For No Man's Sky?
0: For No Man's Sky. I don't see how it could be anything other than that. You might be able to... Because
1: you don't want to stand for like three hours while you're playing.
0: Right. But most people are going to play it sitting down. Yeah. Okay. It'll be, here's what I fear. Okay. Because I'm being pessimistic when it comes to this sort of thing. What I fear is that it's going to be this thing where it'll be really cool to look around and see, oh, wow, you know, like look around. That'll be fun for a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. After that, it's going to be the same sort of No Man's Sky experience that we have now, just with a crappier display. Technically, you know, because the resolution of VR isn't as... High of a resolution is like my fourteen forty display.
1: Yeah, I guess what would they, what would VR bring to?
0: We don't the know the experience. I think
1: I feel like it'd have to be some. It would have to be
0: the people who love exploring in No Man's Sky, myself included, mm-hmm. will hopefully love the VR experience because being able to explore in virtual reality is game changing. You don't really get to explore in, in VR right now, right? Like you don't really get to. I'm playing with putty, by the way. <laughs> you don't really get to explore with VR. Which, by the way, if you're a streamer or you do podcasts or whatever, having a or thing, you're of, anxious. having a thing of silly putty is incredibly nice. It just gets kind of loud because it'll pop and stuff sometimes.
1: We've got three just in three little things of it just in the kitchen. I've got the. This is what my sister got you. This is like the bright blue. It's like a cobalt blue. Yeah. It's like a special one. And then we got you the big, we got Big Putty. Big Putty. At Michael's.
0: Anyway, yeah, VR. So that'll be, that'll be cool. I hope, I hope they, I hope it's different than what I am expecting. I hope it's, I'm trying really hard to underestimate so that they can over deliver. Mm Mm-hmm. You know,
1: under promise over deliver. Yeah,
0: I hope so. Um, so, But yeah, it'll be fun. Like, I, it'll be fun to just plug in and like look around in a world you just landed on and stuff. But in terms of like the actual No Man's Sky experience, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be that different than what we currently have. So if you're new to the No Man's Sky Beyond update, it's three updates in one. Last week we got multiplayer. Mm hmm overhaul on no man's sky online is what they're calling it now we have no man's sky beyond vr vr support mm. we do not know what the third one is yet so the third one i hope there's some sort of a biome updates assets update i hope it's a procedural generation update i really hope they just introduce a ton of new content to the game itself freshen it up make it fun to explore because there's I don't know. They're still using creatures and stuff from the base game. And they just need to, uh, in my opinion, I really want new biomes. I want new creatures. I want new planets. I want new everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, no.
0: I, I do. That's, that's, that's what I, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That yeah. sounds good. Do you like watching No Man's Sky?
1: I like watching it. Yeah. I bought it. I don't know when I bought it. I bought it, I think, pre... It was on sale. Then and you bought it before next. Yeah, yeah, and you're really into it, and it seemed really fun. And I bought it and downloaded it, and I opened it once and was just like, I don't care at all about playing this. Yeah. yeah. I have no interest. I have 0% interest in playing it. Oh, man. But I enjoy watching you. Like, there's a couple of games that I have that I've downloaded that you've played that I'm like, oh, this looks great. And then I download it and go. Oh, for me, it's watching you, like being there for your for you streaming it is fun. I have once I get it downloaded, it's like no interest in, yeah. in actually downloading it. I mean, or in actually playing it.
0: That makes sense. That's fine. That yeah. happens, you know.
1: But I like that. Like I like No Man's Sky. Yeah. I just don't. I don't want to play it. Sure. But I I like watching you play it, especially when you get your ass kicked by some, whompy, swampy swampy. Thing I forget what that thing was called. I don't even know if I, had I don't.
0: It doesn't have a name. Oh. One of my you
1: got drop kicked.
0: One of the clips on my Twitch channel is getting drop kicked by this creature in No Man's Sky and being shot through the air and <laughs> pretty funny. Um,
1: I thought so anyway.
0: What have you been playing this week? Playing? Yeah. Nothing. You haven't played anything this week.
1: I keep loading up the division to play. And I think I'm level, like, six or seven right now. Uh-huh. I keep... I kept, was thinking, oh, Spring Break, I'll, I'll, you know, be able to do some missions and all that stuff, keep loading it up to play, and then I just, like, run... Because I really like running around the environment and, like, finding stuff. Uh-huh. And um, the hyenas are, like, the the gang, the people. Yeah. Um, so, if you're running from your base of operations to a mission you're gonna run into hyenas right. like you did in the other one you ran into the cleaners. Like you're you're gonna run into them on the street. They are so stinking hard to beat solo. Like even at level six or seven. So I don't know if I'm running into I don't know if I'm running into areas of the map that are above my level or what. But they're like they're really hard to beat. So I've kinda kinda not been playing.
0: That's too bad. I know Squid yeah. was talking about how a member of our community, Squid, a uh, Division fan, he was he was saying that it's extremely it's an extremely difficult game solo.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. And I well, and it it stinks because I like playing. I'd prefer to play solo. Not that I don't want to like play with people, but just it, yeah. given given the chance to play with friends or play on my own, I'd probably play on my own. I just would rather kind of grind through it on my own. And so that, that's one of the hard parts is like each thing is just so hard. Right. And it takes so much time to get through.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard.
1: Yeah. So I've not, I've loaded it up a couple of times, but I haven't really been playing it.
0: Well, that's too bad. Yeah. I have been addicted to this game called Satisfactory. <laughs> I freaking love this game. I don't know if I talked about it last week.
1: You, you talked about it?
0: Oh, I did? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Oh, man. I've probably dumped... What sixty hours into it now?
1: Yeah, I think you had just. I think you had just started playing it.
0: It's very good. The only thing that bums me out is they're not pushing out updates as quickly as I want. I want more content. I'm already done, pretty much. Yeah, you you yeah. They're gonna they're gonna introduce more stuff the end of April apparently, but like a whole you know, almost two months, and I. It's got to keep grinding away at it, I guess. Uh, Satisfactory is, if you're familiar with the game Factorio, it's kind of like a first-person Factorio. It's a uh, it's a automation game. You're basically just building, automating, building, automating, building, automating, building, automating.
1: Is there like a... We talked about this a little bit last week, but is there like an end goal yet for you?
0: We don't know. Not, not yet, no. Just automating it's everything. It's just
1: hoping that the developers have...
0: Well, it's like not a really goal? It's like saying is there an end goal to Minecraft? Yeah, you can beat the Ender Dragon, but like everyone beats the Ender Dragon. Then what? You know? Like you But can, I guess
1: like in Minecraft, like if you wanted to do like a really cool base, you, it's basically playing blocks.
0: You can do that here.
1: So you could do like that's something walls you do and,
0: and Yeah. Okay. We instead of building a base, you build a factory. Mhm. So there's like a thousand different th- or 10 different things you can do with with iron. Mhm. So you could either manually make iron pipes or you can make a machine that makes all of the different parts out of iron to make the iron pipe to make the iron pipe. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's all automating and then you can overclock all of your machines. So
1: you can overclock. them.
0: How do I put this? Uh, Let's say you wanted to make a let's say you want to make an aluminum can. Okay. Aluminum cans aren't in the game, but I'm looking at one right now. (laughs) <laughs> what are the components of an aluminum can? A sheet of aluminum. Yeah. The bottom of the can. Yeah. The top of the can, mm-hmm. the pull tab, mm-hmm. and then the the uh, image, right? Mm-hmm. So in you could either gather the aluminum, then hammer it into a flat sheet, then take another piece of aluminum and make the top and the bottom and then the pull tab, right? And then take a piece of uh paint, take some paint and paint the label. Could do all of that. That takes, let's say that that takes you a half an hour to make one can. Okay. Or in in satisfactory, you can automate the the making of the sheet of aluminum. You can automate the lid. You can automate the bottom. You can automate the pull tab. You can automate the painting. Forget painting, but you can automate all the different parts, mm-hmm. and then pump all of those different parts into a machine automatically via conveyor belts that puts them all together, in two seconds so instead of what used to take you 30 minutes now takes you two minutes two seconds 30 seconds whatever right yeah so like you can make these machines that make the individual components that, that and then a machine that assembles it all together
1: so do you do that to be like a business owner no, like it's a not tycoon a, <laughs> type thing
0: it's not about why you're doing it it's about the fun of doing it okay right so it's not about why we're making these things in fact in in satisfactory that seems to be the number one question like why are we doing all this well it's not about why we're putting them all together it's fun to take something that used to take 15 minutes to make now you can do it in three minutes Mm -hmm. then you can overclock the machines to make them even more efficient it's like how do i explain this it's like uh you run into problems along the way, and the fun is becoming more and more efficient. It's it's just a game of efficiency. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it's just it's it's not for everybody. I've just but
1: never played a game like that, so that's why I'm asking.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to put it in a. I'm trying to find a way that would make it seem like something that would be fun to somebody who's not, who's never tried it. It becomes addicting, trying to get better and better and better machines and faster machines and it just becomes uh it becomes addicting i don't know it's a, it's an addicting game um strongly. and you're
1: kind of like all the way through
0: well i've discovered all of the different tiers i've unlocked all the different tiers i'm kind of researching new um you can go out and research stuff and i'm in the middle of that uh i'm near the end of that Last week, I broke the game um, by jumping on top of this thing that shoots into space and getting stuck. Uh, I rode the Sky Whale last time, which was fun. I swam out. I actually swam out as far as you can.
1: I don't have the clue of the swimming.
0: I swam out as far as I could, and then the game glitched, and I was like in a desert. And then I just started taking damage all of a sudden. Oh so I had to like run backwards and it was a bizarre bug um I don't know I kind of like breaking early access games for the for the hell of it yeah
1: well if you want to see the first two things on those on that list they'll be in the clips video yeah that'll be fun yeah so if you're interested
0: did you hear about the apple thing the credit card well so it's funny um I'm an Apple fan. I'm one of the weird Apple fans, right? Like, I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm an Apple fan anymore. I used to be. I appreciate Apple's design. But... It has become apparent, and it's kind of what everyone's talking about. Apple is becoming less of a hardware company and more of a services company. Hmm. They have... They just introduced Apple Arcade, and the idea behind Apple Arcade is it's kind of similar to the Stadia thing, right? You'll be able to pay a monthly or a subscription fee to access 100 plus games right now or whenever it comes out. I don't know actually when it comes out. Um, Some of them are Apple exclusive games, so you can only play them on Apple Arcade. The idea is that you can play them on your phone, then move over to your iPad, then to your Apple TV, to, then to your Mac. And you can play these games kind of vertically across all your devices, mm-hmm. right? Um, so now, now we have Apple Arcade, we have Apple TV Plus, Apple News, iCloud, um, all of these different subscription services that all cost money. Uh, yeah, Apple TV Plus. I don't even know what the hell that is, but Oprah was there. I don't know. Steven Spielberg was there. Like, they were giving presentations.
1: Weird. I, I know that Oprah... Was, I had heard that Oprah was at the keynote or whatever, but I didn't...
0: It's already didn't a, it a meme. It. She's like, Apple! She, like, does that thing where she puts her arms out and her head up in the air and, like, yells. just like, bee! Yeah, exactly. Like, she did her classic...
1: <laughs> her Oprah yell.
0: Her... oh Yeah. And it just... Apple <laughs> knew... Uh, the... Here's the thing. Mm -mm. When companies do stuff like having celebrities at their keynotes, like Oprah and stuff, it just makes them feel so dated in my mind.
1: Yeah, well, eventually. What
0: 25-year-old, 30-year-old person is going to give a crap if Oprah's there?
1: Well, because that's probably is not the demographic that they're going after they're probably going after
0: they're going after my mom
1: your mom my mom people a little bit younger but to I them. don't I mean, she's kind of
0: my mom when Steve that. Jobs was in when Steve Jobs was running the show mm-hmm. he was all about being like hip and new and like a pirate and you know against the grain and stuff and now Oprah's there like you can't get a more mainstream anti like, Oprah's not, Oprah's not testing the tech boundaries, or, you know, she's she's. But I
1: don't think that's the customer that they care about anymore. That sucks. That does suck, but I don't think that's the I don't think that's the customer that they care about anymore. I think the customer that they care about is the customer that's gonna add another subscription, to their repertoire, yeah. of subscriptions. Like, I wouldn't do any of that stuff because I already have too many subscriptions i need to get rid of subscriptions not add more in
0: it just seemed like not too long ago apple used to be kind of a uh kind of a a cooler rebellious sexier product Mm -hmm. there's nothing sexy about i'm sorry steven spielberg or oprah there's there's nothing exciting it's like it's 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 to me that feels like having to invite the most popular person to your party to prove that you're popular too it's yeah. like, it's like, guys, we're still cool. We're still popular because Oprah and Steven Spielberg are here. Like, we're still cool, you know, because they're here. They wouldn't be here if we weren't cool. Mm-hmm. Instead of just making cool shit. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. anyway. So, yeah, the Apple Arcade. Uh, um, they introduced Apple Card, which is uh, it's integrated with Apple Pay. It has perks, cashback. Track spending, which is cool. Um, (laughs) When you sign up for Apple Card, Apple Card's a credit card through Apple now. It's this credit card that you can apply for. Um, They send you a titanium card as well, which is like...
1: Isn't that what the guy from the Fire Festival did? Yeah. (laughs) He's doing like a fancy card.
0: The ultimate flex. Yeah. Right. Like you go to the store, you have your AirPods in, your iPhone... 10R, and you drop your Apple card, your titanium engraved Apple card. And I don't like that's what I mean. This is exactly what I mean. That is sexy. That is cool. That and then they have Oprah there. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. There's nothing wrong with Oprah, right? But Oprah doesn't excite me like a titanium credit card does. Yeah. <laughs> Or AirPods, or get this too—they canceled their charging mat.
1: Yeah, that's what you were saying. What happened? You were excited about.
0: What happened to the Apple that didn't let deadlines not happen? What happened to the Apple that said, "Oh, we can't do that." Bullshit. We're gonna do it. Mm -hmm. We're gonna stay up for. We're not. You know, three people are gonna die of sleep (laughs) deprivation. You know, like. We're going to put that out. We're going
1: to commit several levels of homicide.
0: To make it happen. To make sure. (laughs) I've heard a story of somebody, Steve Jobs, when when that first iPhone was being made. I don't know how true this is, but when the first iPhone was being prototyped, Steve Jobs said, I need it smaller and it needs to have a bigger battery. And they said, well, there's no room inside for it for a bigger battery. And he took the prototype and he threw it in an, an aquarium that he had in his office and bubbles came out and he said. See those bubbles? Means there's room. Make it happen. What happened to that Apple?
1: And that's where they went from the the circular battery to the square battery. It's because the circle, everything was like modular or whatever. Right. So then they went from the circular battery to the square rectangle battery. And it's because it was an iPod, I think.
0: What happened to that Apple?
1: They threw apple? it in the aquarium and said...
0: They can't make a charging mat? They've canceled the project. Completely canceled Maybe
1: it. Maybe it wasn't that they couldn't. Well, did they say they couldn't do it, or do you think it could be like they're not interested in doing it anymore, or someone else is doing it better and they're not going to be first to the market, so they don't—they're not going to spend the time doing it.
0: Here's what they said officially. Um. Uh, this is on TechCrunch. Mm-hmm.
1: Because there's a, di- I think there's a difference between. Um, it's. Not possible or feasible, or it's gonna to be too hard. And
0: it says Apple cancels air power product, citing inability to meet its high standards for hardware. Hmm. Here's their official statement. Okay. Okay. Here's their official statement. Uh Apple's canceled airports, please. I difficulty okay. After much air, after much effort. We've concluded air power will not achieve our high standards and we have canceled the project. We apologize to those customers who are looking forward to this launch. We continue to believe that the future is wireless and are committed to pushing the wireless experience forward. That is not
1: I'm I i do I'm surprised that they would cancel it.
0: So yeah.
1: Like it seems like if they can't get it now, it would be I would assume instead of saying we're canceling the project, we're putting this, I don't know, maybe we're. it's going back into like it's not ready yet or like something saying like it's still something we'd like to do because it seems like not a no-brainer, but kind of a no-brainer. The
0: AirPod 2, the AirPod mm-hmm. headphones, the 2, second version, mm-hmm. a big part of the reason a lot of people bought them Was because they included the ability to allow the power mat or whatever this thing is called to wirelessly charge them when they are in their case. Mm -hmm. They have completely like I'd be pissed if I bought invested in a product that.
1: Aren't they like 150 bucks or something? They're
0: like $200. Hmm. It's just it's I don't know. That's just what I mean. Like I don't think and maybe this is. People are saying this all the time, but I don't think Steve Jobs would have allowed this to not be a, th- a product. If you wanted it to be a product, hardware, lim- like there's no such thing as hardware limitations. I don't know.
1: But when he passed, he, he didn't, he, he very specifically said.
0: Don't be my, or don't run the, sorry. Yeah, don't.
1: Well, because that was the mistake that Walt Disney company made. Don't, don't base your decisions based off of what you think I would want or say because that's what happened to the Disney corporation. They got in they got into this weird cycle and it wasn't until Little Mermaid in what 89 87 89.
0: I, I just feel like a large sorry. I feel like a large part of what's what makes Apple Apple was their inability to was their inability to say no to an idea that a lot of other people thought was crazy. mm
2: mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Like this idea of a uh, glass device you can tap on. there were other phones out there before the iPhone came out that had the you know the Blackberry was touchscreen. There were all these but the idea of having a phone with no keyboard was destined for failure, and they made it the biggest success of all time, in my opinion, mm-hmm. technology wise. For me, in my lifetime, The Apple Store, the retail store, they open them up when others, when the gateway stores are going out of business, Mm -hmm. you know. So the fact that they can't commit to a power mat, the fact they can't commit to a power mat, just seems so. They've just lost that Mm -hmm. so much. I don't know. It's disappointment, and I didn't mean to interrupt you with the Little Mermaid thing. I'm just extremely passionate about
1: this. Well, and I have to say, Tyson's corner. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I have to get the both. Glendale Gallery and Tyson's Corner.
0: It, it's just, it's, those are Apple stores, by the those way.
1: Those two first Apple stores.
0: It's just, uh, I think, I'm fascinated by the history of Apple. I know that, I know that it's a little weird to, to like the Apple history and still be a PC, you know, fan as well. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see the shift. The shift.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's different. It is, it is different. It's changing. I think that the like mid 2000s up until just a couple of years ago I felt like there was this huge technology gap that was kind of caught up on yeah you know there was all these things that they're like we kind of could do this and they figured out a way to do it and they did it and they they're not just Apple but technology in general I think there was huge leaps and bounds that were made and I think right now it's not a holding pattern but I think it kind of feels like nothing big has come out like in the last like couple of years and I think that we're gonna see that again. I think we'll see like another tech like renaissance again come around. But I think it's a couple of years away. I think they're probably daydreaming and coming yeah. up with all their crazy ideas and I think it'll be a while before we see it, but I think all the major players I think we'll start seeing stuff soon.
0: Man, I hope so.
1: I hope, yeah, I hope so.
0: A lot of what Samsung is doing is really exciting folding phones
1: I only ever saw the pictures <sighs> on I mean I saw like a still picture online of it so I still I'm not saying no yeah but I'm saying I don't so, really I know it I seems don't really know.
0: outrageous I'll have to show you some videos on this just the idea of a screen a seamless screen that you can fold in half when you want it to be smaller mm-hmm and then unfold when you want like a tablet experience. You just fold it in half and then watch the small screen, you know, because let's say you're using one hand. Mm-hmm. But let's say you wanted to read an article like you would a magazine. You can unfold the phone and it's one seamless screen on the on the like the inside of it.
1: So is the other side of the screen just the back? Yeah. So it's there's... just all, and your thumbs just there. or your like hands are just.
0: Well, it's kind of two backs. Well, there's a... Okay, so there's the back. The back back
1: is the screen.
0: It would be exactly like a book. So take a book, right? Mm -hmm. Like you would hold a book. Mm -hmm. And the main... Like there's... But imagine a book that you could hold in one hand. Like a little book, right? Like hold it like that, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're looking at the cover of the book, that's a screen. Mm -hmm. Right? Just like you would on a normal phone. Mm -hmm. Then imagine opening... Like let's say you wanted to... Let's say you open... Like someone's like... um. Check out this place on a map. Mm-hmm. They text it to you. You could open it on the little screen. You're like, okay, yeah. Then fold the book, op- open the book. That's one seamless screen. There's no center seam or anything.
1: I know, I'm saying the part that would be the back cover.
0: The back cover is just the back of the phone. So, yeah, the front cover is the front of the phone. Mm-hmm. The inside of the phone is the inside of the book. And then the back cover is just a back cover.
1: Okay.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. So the back of the phone is just no different than a normal back of a phone.
1: But I'm talking about the the second part of the screen. Like where it is, right? If it's folded like a book uh-huh. and you open it, you're this looking is at the, the screen.
0: No, you're looking at the inside of the phone though.
1: Is that where the screen is?
0: Front front screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Imagine if I could take my phone and split it down the middle so it was like this. Mm-hmm. So that this screen was out here. Now I'm reading the inside of it. And then the back is... So the back and the front are together. Okay. The front of the screen just turns off. Okay. We're now reading the inside of it. And then when I'm done, I fold it back. And then that the front screen turns on again.
1: So the front screen is your like small phone screen. And then you open it up. And the in- inside double cover... Like the double pages, that's like the iPad? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then when you're done, you just fold it together.
1: I thought the back cover and the front cover are what made the screen
0: no it's inside it's like a foldable screen inside it's gnarly that is the future people will look at that stuff like that like we need a tech company that that just give me foldable screens (laughs) i want a foldable tv i can fold into my pocket i like that's what i mean like it sounds crazy but but
1: because why just because because you can yes okay
0: why, why did the iPhone come out? Why are smartphones a thing? Because they, can, because they can, I guess it needs to fill a need. Right. But like, yeah, but there's also necessity
1: gotta, is the mother of invention, but
0: it's got to have some coolness to it. It's yeah. got to be cool too. It's so you're got, saying
1: you're we're missing a cool factor.
0: Yeah. Right yeah. Now? People are too, it's like these tech companies, I, I'm not a tech company, so I don't know, but it just seems like so many of them are, are forgetting to do something scary
1: well, I think they're making so much, I think you get to a point where you make so much money where you're not, you're not needing to convince, because a lot of Steve Jobs, like his, that like, you know, late 90s time, and you know, when he was getting kicked out and brought back and all that, like, they were still like, they were like innovating and innovating and coming out with the, you know, they were coming out with the Mac, the iMac and coming out with all these different projects and the iPod and whatever. Um, I think... Uh, That a big part of that was like convincing financial people and convincing investors and convincing customers to buy this stuff. Well, you know, it's a billion dollar company. Didn't they hit a trillion dollars a couple of years ago? Yeah, I don't I know. I think it went back down, but like, you know, they've they're a ridiculously profitable company. I think your focus switches from getting investors or getting people interested in your company to being a household name.
0: But and there wasn't. You don't
1: a, need to convince people.
0: There wasn't anymore. a time not too. There was a time not too long ago, when people were excited for for things like a, a new cell phone. It wasn't too long ago when people were excited for a thing like a new cell phone. Remember the T-Mobile Sidekick?
1: Kind. It of, wasn't that the one Paris Hilton had. Yes. Yes, it's, I remember that. I never had one.
0: Yeah, just th- things like that. That like, was cool. Those were the those were the days. Anyway, anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rant that all night. We've we got to we got to move to. So yeah, that that's kind of what I have been. Uh, that's what I have been into. This uh, this last week. Yeah. Those are the the things that I have been um, fuming about. <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Now we're, I think, going to segue over to. Oh, I, I. Your your part.
1: We can. I wasn't sure if you had more stuff.
0: No, no, that's it's kind of. I don't know. You gave me a. You gave me a. Oh, uh, tapping of the wrist.
1: I gave you a. I think our discussion on Apple stuff. I think it's time to. It was a time to move on. Yeah, yeah. I think we're time. It was time to move on.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I
1: wasn't trying to cut you off.
0: No, I. I mean, that was the end of my. That was the end of my, um, I want to do a Twitch spotlight thing, but we can do that at the, we can do that at the end Or I, you know, I've been, we'll do the Twitch spotlight at the end. It's the new, okay. this new thing I'm, I'm been thinking about. Okay. Yeah. You want to do it now? No. Nope. Okay. No. So good week? Yeah. Yeah. It's good, good week. week. Yeah. It's good week. We, it's been spring break, so I've had a little, my mind's been a little distracted, but.
1: And where did we go? To the beach. Or what did we do?
0: We went to the beach. I missed Friday stream, but we were at the beach and it felt really nice. Yeah, it was a good getaway. Family. Yeah. Cool. How about you?
1: Um. I didn't watch as much stuff this week as I thought I was going to. It was like with almost too much too much free time. You don't get in on it. Happens. Yeah, we watched some Queer Eye. Yeah we rewatched some queer i should say um no but i i have got kind of like three things i i wrote down that i watched number 1 definitely was watching west wing after i talked about it last week have you caught any of it
0: no <laughs> what is the okay
1: you have not been watching you've not been paying attention.
0: No, what the hell? It's a it just seems like a old political show. Yes. What's fun about it?
1: Um, I mean it's I, I think if you are interested not going in like not like really getting into the actual politics yeah. of it all and all that. But I think one thing I think for me as an when I originally watched it, like back in the day. I think it helped me better understand, like the way that the government works. Like, yes, it's it's a drama and it's it's um, for entertainment value, but yeah. you do learn aspects of the government, like how things n- progress. You know, it's kind of like a civics class almost, like learning that stuff.
0: How old were you when you fart- Started when you farted. When how, I farted. How old were you when you started watching West Wing?
1: Uh well, season three starts off with its the first episode of season three is the episode that uh was the first episode after nine eleven, um. So.
0: But have you been watching it since it came out?
1: Yeah. I so, mean, not like I don't think I watched like the first season like on TV, but I watched it while it was still on gosh, going so live. You were so, in
0: middle school. Yeah. That, that just puts.
1: Because that would have been 8th grade. That is so classically
0: Edith. (laughs) Kids are playing, you know, (laughs) kids are outside, like, throwing up on themselves and collecting Pokemon cards and playing Game Boy. And Edith's in her parents' basement watching West Wing.
1: First of all, I was definitely not in the basement because our house was 100 years old. And watching and West had a, Wing. It had a dirt floor basement. It was scary under there.
0: It just, it's so, if you guys knew, that's why I love her to death. She's my favorite. It's effing hilarious. No. It's amazing. I mean, like, no kid in sixth grade was watching West Wing.
1: Well, it helped some of us better understand our government and the way that. I
0: didn't give two shits about the government when I was a little kid. The government didn't matter.
1: Well, that is subjective. Objective. Subjective.
0: Okay. It's
1: subjective. Anyway, the it's an entertaining show. Like it's a draw like why would you watch ER? You you probably learned how to treat a burn. I don't know. Never watched a day of ER in my life. ER was a good show. I didn't watch it a lot, but it was on. George Clooney.
0: And you do you, girl. That's awesome.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, West Wing is a great show, and one of the things that I noted as I was watching it this week because I don't watch season one, because season one's kind of weird. It's like the pilot season, and it's like it literally opens up with the with the character, one of the characters, um, Rob Lowe's Sam Seaborn, uh, sleeping with a prostitute, accidentally.
0: He accidentally slept. a acc- prostitute? Well,
1: he slept with her. They had relations, and then the next day he found out. That she was like a call girl. And he was like, fuck.
0: Oops. Is he the president?
1: No, he's Rob Lowe. You've seen it. Can you? He's the the deputy communications director.
0: Can you be a president if you're not married? Yeah. Has there ever been a single president? No. Mm -mm. I don't think so. Was Teddy Roosevelt married?
1: Yeah, his wife's name was Edith. And you know why? I know that because <laughs> it's because of point number three.
0: <laughs> okay. Best segue of all time.
1: Well, anyway, well, so watch West Wing. Okay. Season two is a great place to start. You're going to learn all the characters. It starts with a bang, no pun intended. But if you've seen it,
0: boom. <laughs>
1: um but season two is good but you one of the things that I noted as I was watching it was that um the lighting and the way that they shot it and even the tone of the show in season two is completely different than season three like it like it's fuzzy and it's bright and there's lots of like flowery music and stuff and then when they get to season three they're kind of like oh our strength is that we're a political show like a political drama so if you're interested in politics and you want to learn a little bit more about how things work, there's some really interesting parallels in the story, because I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I know what's going to happen. There's some interesting parallels between what's going on in West Wing Season 3, which I just started, and kind of what's happening in the real world. Again, not to actually get into the politics, but just if you are wanting to know kind of just maybe more about how that stuff could potentially work. Because as far as I've ever known, it's more, it's like, it's a story, it's a drama, it's fiction, but there are a lot of elements of it that are accurate if you want to learn kind of how things work.
0: Cool. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I've always, I've always really liked history. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus it's
1: got it, Martin Sheen, Alison Janney, uh, Rob Lowe.
0: You know what I need to watch? And I said, this, I need to watch Seinfeld again. Mm-hmm. I need to like go through and rewatch it as an adult. Yeah, shit's funny. There's some funny stuff in there.
1: I tried to rewatch it like a year or two ago. I went to like the first episode of season one. <clears throat> Couldn't know like it was like unwatchable. Really, I don't remember what it's about. But like you know, it, it's just one of those. I think you just kind of have to like pick a random seat, like pick season three mm-hmm. or two or what, like just pick a random show and start watching because it's a show about nothing. Yeah. So I don't think you necessarily, I think there's a storyline and there's characters that you get to know, but I think, you can, I think maybe start anywhere. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it as a kid?
0: No, I, I, that's just it. Like I find, I'll find funny clips and stuff from the show and be like, this was, this would, is something I'd be super into. Mm-hmm. Never did. Don't know why.
1: Well, we were pretty young. I I'm remember... talking
0: recently, like I'll get a. No, when I was. But a I kid mean, now. like when it originally came no.
1: out, we were pretty young. No, I remember that. I remember watching the finale with my parents. The finale episode of, sign this the series finale.
0: I watched Rescue 911. Mm-hmm. We watched Unsolved Mysteries, Cops, Cops, Simpsons, we watched a lot of Cops, Beavis and Butthead. Head, and Stimpy, anything on Nickelodeon in mm-hmm. the 90s, Doug, Rugrats. Seinfeld wasn't on the radar. Just mm-hmm. there's, my dad watched Mash. He's I love Mash. He still watches Mash.
1: That's why your dad and I get along so well. because we both really like Nick at Night.
0: Mash is great.
1: Mash is a great show.
0: The guy who is like a trans, like he dresses. Oh yeah, what's,
1: I forget the character's name. But yeah, he he's trying to get out of the army. I think by being <laughs> by, by being dressing up as a woman.
0: Yeah. Like that's funny. And that Alan you Alda's get along on
1: it. it. And Alan Alda's in West Wing.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'll. Let's, I. I. Let's. We'll. I'll watch an episode of Seinfeld with you, and then I'll watch an episode of Westwing with you.
1: <laughs> it sounds like it's a compromise, but you're mostly like, I'll watch Seinfeld, and you have to be there too.
0: Yeah. I want you. To, I want you to
1: watch it and tell me
0: <laughs> I want what's you to going on. What's <laughs> happening? I'll whisper in your ear. What do you say?
1: Yeah. I'll wake you up when there's a good line.
0: I, That's true. That's actually true. (laughs) I sleep at movies and stuff.
1: Yeah, my uncle always fell asleep in the. I remember we I went and saw Independence Day with him, like in theaters, dead asleep. Yeah, that's. I looked over, just. That's me. Yeah, that's you.
0: It's because it's comfortable. It's very dark.
1: Do you know how expensive movies are these days?
0: You know how expensive a good night's sleep is. Priceless. Exactly.
1: Point number two. I'm gonna rearrange them, so we can talk well. Yeah.
0: You okay? I've noticed last time you had this worry of time.
1: I am worried about time.
0: There's nothing to be. This can go five hours.
1: No one wants to watch, listen to a five hour. I don't
0: care. I think it's great. They go two hours, hour and we're at an hour nine.
1: I think that's fine. Don't worry about. Just this is a conversation. Well, I guess I'm not good at segueing. I'm done talking about The West Wing.
0: You have to be good at segwaying. Segways are for old people. On tours.
1: I really, really want to take a segway tour. No thanks. I want to ride a segway. No thanks. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, Do you know that guy died very tragically?
0: Yeah, that segway. He didn't can... go over
1: like a cliff or something. Yeah. Like actually very sad and tragic.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. The inventor of the Segway died.
1: Do you remember it? Do you remember that? Writing it was Segway. a great campaign. It? It.
0: The movie?
1: No, that for the Segway, the campaign when they were before they announced the Segway, they were just saying it. They're remember. just calling it it. It's coming. It. Uh-uh. It. What? What's it? And then they uh, they unveiled the Segway.
0: Huh.
1: That was the campaign for the Segway. It was it.
0: Interesting. <sighs> I don't remember that.
1: It's. I hate having younger friends.
0: I'm older than you. Mm. You're not mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not funny.
1: Point number two that I've been watching.
0: You need to speak up.
1: I've been watching a seven part series you're, by Ken Burns on the Roosevelts.
0: You need to choose whether or not you're gonna be close to the mic or far away from the mic.
1: What sounds better?
0: When you're close.
1: Okay. But then you were saying that I was talking too quietly.
0: You can talk earlier at a decent volume close to the mic
1: is this decent yes is this too low
0: no but try to hold that same volume
1: okay i'm not as practiced at this as you i know have. you've got a a buttery silky no i'm just red I, velvety I'm,
0: would you rather me not tell you
1: no you tell
0: me yeah it's when you do it's when you go like this or like do you, uh, that's when it gets a little hard
1: i have a hard time sitting still
0: i'm hard it's hard. Continue. Okay. Can we move? Yes.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> What's point two?
1: Ken Burns, the Roosevelt. That's right.
0: Okay. Ken Burns, the Roosevelt.
1: You, okay, I'm going to assume you know who Ken Burns is.
0: I do not know who Ken Burns is. You just ran your forehead into the mic.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot the cameras. No. Is who's, just Ken, for
0: who's Ken Burns. Burns? I know that name.
1: Ken Burns is a okay. I don't actually know if he's a if he's famous for being a photographer, but the Ken Burns effect you will at least know in um, in like iMovie or anything. He is a, he's famous for making documentaries, okay. and he is very good with photographs and bringing photographs to life. So like, you know, if you're going to watch what am I talking too loud now
0: no you're not it's fine you're one minute you're yelling and the next minute you're whispering and I'm just trying to I'm trying to make sure the mic's not peaking or that you're not in inaudible
1: well that is your job as the sound engineer you're
0: you're right okay so Ken Burns
1: Ken Burns uh but he makes a lot of documentaries okay and so the one I started watching last night because I couldn't sleep was on the Roosevelt's which I've seen a little bit before so I started on episodes two instead of episode one. But it starts with Theodore Roosevelt. Roosevelt talks about him. Who is like pretty kick ass. hmm. Mm hmm. He's a pretty kick ass guy. Yeah. I mean, he does some shady stuff that they talk about. But like for the most part, he's like. Just kind of cool. And then uh, FDR and then Eleanor Roosevelt. So it's kind of about it starts with Theodore Roosevelt and like the history of that family. And then it goes into the other Roosevelt's and, like, what's happening at that time. So it's really good. It's really good. And so I highly recommend the Roosevelt's. Ken Burns. Seven parts. And each part is roughly two hours on black and white photos talking about 1905. So if you are interested in any of those things.
0: I I love black and white photos.
1: Yeah. It's great, though. Yeah. It's a good series. It's, I th- he does like, I think he does other, other topics, but I think that time period is probably he's most known for. Cool. For doing those. Yeah.
0: You're whispering again. Am I? Yes. Ah! You <laughs> <And he> just <laughs> yelled. I'm not used to... Maybe we, to- I know, maybe we should just, maybe just work on... On one place uh-huh. and just leaving it there. Okay.
1: I haven't tried not to touch. No, it no,
0: much. no. no. And, and you're doing fine. It's yeah. just, it's, a, it's just, I guess it's just how it's going to be.
1: Yeah. I'm getting, I'm still getting used to even just hearing myself. Yeah. That's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard when one of us is loud and the other one's loud and quiet. Just depending on, I guess, mood. Yeah. <laughs> not mood, but I do it I do it too I have one volume when I do these things, yeah, loud, yeah, and I know that that's it's just something that maybe I've practiced is just so. having one volume because mm-hmm. i it's i know like when I'm streaming, I don't want people to not be able to hear me, but I don't want to yell either, so I just kind of have one constant volume
1: i'll I'll get the hang of it, yeah. It It, just takes, I think it's just going to take a little bit of practice.
0: And just having one volume is good. It doesn't need to, you don't need to be that way. It just, I don't know, it's easier for me to mix in these things. Anyway, anyway. I will work on it. I didn't mean to criticize your podcasting ability in the middle of said podcast. You're doing fine. I'm just happy that you're doing it with me.
1: I'm happy to be doing it with you too. I like it. Yeah. I like it too. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I am just joking with you. Um Yeah. Cool. So Ken Burns.
1: Ken Burns. Good guy. Roosevelt's.
0: Yeah, I'll check that check out. Check
1: it out. It's really good. And then I've got a I've got a really good last one. Which you kind of, I don't think you were watching last night. Last one. My last I only have three recommendations oh, last, this okay. week. Okay, yeah, yeah. I only have three. Homer. I know. Did you see any of that documentary I was watching last night?
0: Documentary? Don't tell me. Documentary, documentary. Uh, They were from uh, Florida.
1: They had, like, kind of the twang. Cocaine Island.
0: Oh, no.
1: So I started watching... I think it just released yesterday, too. Or the day before, but, like, it's it's new. It, um, It popped up on my... Just, like, on my normal homepage for uh, Netflix, but they have uh, a new movie out that's called The Legend of Cocaine Island, Cocaine Island, which I think, if nothing else, the name's going to catch you. Yeah. Like, going to get you interested.
0: An Island of Cocaine?
1: That's what I'm wondering.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: so it's a documentary. Um, it's, I even wrote down the exact time. It's an hour and 27 minutes. So it's an hour and a half. Um, which most of the time when I'm watching Netflix, I'm wanting to do like a long form TV show. So. Uh, What's that mean? Like, um, like the, the Ken Burns thing, like it's seven parts. Okay. So it's like, it's going to take about 14 hours to get through. Got it. Or or like even just like the West Wing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this is just like a normal hour and a half long movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is. Uh, brand new Legend of Cocaine Island by it's directed by Theo Love and it is a documentary on essentially like a folk legend or like a tall tale and it's like if you heard this tall tale and part of you is going like that it's far-fetched but there's parts of it that sound kind of reasonable and you're like okay fuck it like we're we're gonna go find that buried treasure
0: it's like remember so that's that. that's what that is. Remember that show, Curse of Oak Island. I
1: think it's still on.
0: It's like sounds like that.
1: It sounds like so. I'm only halfway through, so that's like the downside. Is I was watching it last night and it was like eleven thirty ish, and I realized that because I I have if I'm watching something that I'm interested in, one I always have subtitles on everything because yeah. I have to understand what people are saying, but um, it just got pretty late and I and I have like. like 45 minutes 50 minutes left of it and i knew that i didn't want to stay up for another hour so i kind of stopped at a good point so i'm about halfway through with it um but it's so far it's got great music it's really good uh it's in it's interviewed
0: it's like a documentary it's a
1: documentary so its category was like documentary true crime crime drama all that kind of stuff it's shot beautifully the interviews are great um All the people featured in it are like characters Hmm. almost like, you know, when you meet someone that kind of has, I don't know, like you could draw a cartoon of them or
0: something. Oh yeah. They're very uh, animated Animated. in their words, Mm -hmm. verbally animated.
1: Yeah. So the, it starts off with uh, one of the, one of the people involved. He's talking about the difference between a Northern fairy tale versus a Southern fairy tale. And I'm ruining a good joke, but it's like in the first five minutes, so I don't feel like it's actually ruining it. Um, But he starts off with, you know, the difference between a northern fairy tale and a southern fairy tale. Well, a northern fairy tale starts with once upon a time. A southern fairy tale starts with y'all aren't going to believe this shit. Hmm. So it's kind of in that vein. So you like just kind of people doing these kind of long, longer rambly things, but it's 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 going in a very interesting direction. So cool. I, th- I think it's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, I can't wait
1: to read. I I need to finish it. I might even just start from the beginning because it was really late last night when I was watching it.
0: No, I want to watch Curse of Oak Island.
1: My I have a problem with Curse of Oak Island though, and it's like they never find anything.
0: Well, yeah, if they found something, then it wouldn't. It but would. But I don't uh, want
1: to watch a show. I don't want to watch a show about them, not. Not finding anything.
0: But we don't know yet. They found little hints.
1: I don't want little hints.
0: Yeah, but that's part of the show.
1: It's just like, I feel like you watch 12 episodes or 24 episodes, however long it is. And then on the final episode, they're like, we think we found something. And it's like a spoon. But it's a spoon that the Spanish, uh, from the Spanish Inquisition.
0: But hopefully they will find something. Hopefully. That's the whole point of watching it.
1: But I just want to, I would rather watch one season of them finding something than five seasons of them finding nothing.
0: It's like it could be the greatest discovery of all time.
1: Then bring it on. Yeah. Find it.
0: How exciting would it be though if they did? That's what, that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, but if they don't, then it's just you're watching these people. I
0: guess that's the risk that viewers take. I guess so. Yeah.
1: Too much risk for me. I want to know, I want to know if they get it. Me too. Yeah. Is that our ice machine?
0: Yeah. Oh. I thought I turned it off. I did turn it off, but somebody wants to turn it back on.
1: I didn't turn it on.
0: I turned it off.
1: Uh, I didn't turn it on.
0: It needs to be turned off. Do you want me to turn it off? Yeah, could you? Curse of Oak Island, though. I mean, I don't know. That's... That show... The problem with that show is that it's not a documentary. It, it's... It's a documentary filmed as if it's not a documentary. When you watch The Curse of Oak Island, it feels very produced, which removes the excitement level. Because if you're watching it, like they need a Curse of Oak Island live.
1: Like PD live?
0: Curse of Oak Island live. live. That way, if if something happened, it would be live. Because every time I watch Curse of Oak Island or something like that, I'm always like, okay, well, this has already been edited. It's been through mm-hmm. the ringer. If this if this was something really amazing that they'd found, it'd be all over the news.
1: But that's what I mean. Like
0: they need it they're the Curso- not
1: finding anything.
0: Right. Curse of Oak Island needs like a live edition. Like a live twenty four seven dig cam. That way if you see it, it's like, whoa, I'm watching. That's it brings up a good point. Like that's why live streaming, like anything is cool. Yeah. Because if something exciting happens, you're seeing it before any, before it hits the mainstream media.
1: Well, I think that's the good part about... I think that's the interesting part about Twitter.
0: It's the interesting... Yeah, it's like... Yeah. If
1: you can, like... I know it's petty, but, like, you know, if you have two known people going at it, like, in an argument, or if there's, like, something happening in the world... You'll you get like instant right communication from people like it's an easy way to communicate and you get it instantly and if you've got millions and millions of people that follow you yeah yeah you're gonna get that right away
0: I think like that's why I like Ice Poseidon as a live streamer people are excited get excited to watch him
1: mm-hmm.
0: is because he's doing a live stream out in the real world. And anything could happen to him, and that's like uh, people get excited for that.
1: Yeah, but I think you have to be careful because I think he's well. He might not be the best example, but yeah, he's definitely not. There's a lot of people that want to take advantage of the live.
0: No, I know thing, but that's what like Curse of Oak Island is lacking. It's 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 not. It's exciting. Because for a moment, you can get immersed and be like, whoa, are they going to find something? Mm-hmm. But when you really think about it, you're like, well, I know they didn't find anything this episode. Because if they did find something, it would be all over the news.
1: That's what I mean. Like, I would rather them film it for seven years and then show one season or two seasons of what they find. Yeah. And just show the exciting parts rather than seven seasons of them not really finding anything but wouldn't
0: you want wouldn't you love to be able to watch that live so if they did find something crazy it's like the ultimate excitement Mm -mm. i'm not interested you you know but you'd rather watch a pre-recorded thing that's that's an accumulation yeah no that's i I guess that's just i guess that's just the difference between me and you yeah. In terms of like what I find entertainment in like uh like why do people watch basketball games versus a basketball game that's just pre-recorded? Yeah. You know, I I like to watch it live so that if somebody, you know, ha- makes, you know, slammed dunks on someone or or comes back from a, you know, behind and wins the game, it's it's like we're all experiencing it together.
1: But I don't disagree with you on that.
0: I don't disagree with you on any of it either. I'm just saying... Matt's I would rather more...
1: watch a basketball game live than pre-recorded. I wouldn't watch a pre... I wouldn't... I I know... We know plenty of... We've got friends... Okay. ...who are very into sports who... I remember at work, they used to be, don't don't tell me the score, don't tell me the score, because yeah. they're going to go home and watch it but, pre-recorded but as if it were live.
0: With The Curse of Oak Island, though, mm-hmm. if you're watching it live, let me just... just, just entertain me here for a second if you're watching it live and they find something say they find like an old bible verse written on a stone or something right Mm -hmm. a really exciting discovery yeah for them wouldn't it be more exciting to see them find that live than it would be to see to know to already hear about it because it's in the news And then see a pre-recorded accumulation of seven years of discovery in one 12-part miniseries. It's like this. It's like the difference between watching Michael Jordan's career live versus watching a documentary 10 years later about Michael Jordan.
1: You have to know for both your Oak Island and Michael Jordan examples, you have to know or have an inkling or be interested in enough to assume that this person will have a lengthy career or that they will find something. Like you're you're risking your time. Exactly. I'm going to watch Oak Island Dig Cam live for the next 24 hours because I'm hoping they might find something in the yeah. next 24 hours. Yeah. No, I would not rather... Watch See, a dig camp for 24 hours hoping that they find something. I would rather watch the 30 second clip on Twitter of when they found something.
0: I guess that's just, that's not as exciting for me. Mm-mm. I mean, I guess, I guess I'm, I like taking those gambles versus just the sure thing.
1: Well, you like exploration games.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. There's
1: risk you, or there's a lot, there's a big risk versus reward factor, but. It's no true. i d- would not rather do that
0: interesting yeah yeah i mean uh, there's obviously not a right answer no there's i think not a it's right i answer. think it's just uh preference you know, yeah preference
1: i wonder what other people think
0: see I don't know, I feel like the future is the live thing i feel like i yeah. feel like the future is i i don't know i i think when I see like a uh Something being live streamed, that that isn't guaranteed to have an exciting outcome. I see that as like the uh, the the future because like memes can be made of it. Like oh wow, what a letdown that was.
1: Well, I think it's because that's a shared experience.
0: I think shared experience is a good way of putting it
1: because you're watching it in a, assuming you're watching it in the live with a live chat. Mm-hmm. You're watching with a live chat and. Memes are coming up or you're making, you know, if you're watching an announcement video, Mm -hmm. like pretty much any time of convention or something, I feel like that's the thing, you know, whatever it is, people are going to make fun of what happens or what doesn't happen. See, but
0: two, two, I just have to bring this up. The Oak Island thing, Mm -hmm. right? Let's say they did find something crazy and you were watching it live 10, 12, 20 years from now, they put out a documentary it it's exciting then as well because you could say oh i was there watching it live when it when it happened like when it when it struck and i think i've watched so many live shit that so many live streams that were just whoa this was a disaster the, and forget about it but it just takes that one memorable moment that hits like mainstream media after you've watched it live Mm -hmm. to make it worth it it's like wow that was exciting that was crazy and it's like it's even it you know bad things or or uh like when the spacex when it didn't land Mm -hmm. right like that was technically a failure boring to watch people were like oh man shit well that was a waste of time but
1: they were like hey we're gonna launch this come tune in to us launching it yeah versus this your dig cam idea which to me would be boring uh no let's let's put a camera on the rocket we're not going to tell you when it takes off you got to keep you got to watch it continuously and maybe you're going to be here when it yeah when it goes off that's just so much more more exciting i don't want to watch a rocket cam yeah with the hopes that it takes off i would rather watch
0: different strokes i guess
1: different strokes
0: yeah oh well oh well
1: oh well um
0: i'm gonna go watch a dig cam
1: i know the, the, ins, the first thing you're gonna go do is
0: dig, try, cam. Is go
1: find a dig cam uh do you want to do your shout outs do you want to tell me about your yeah i've got some youtube i don't know if they're not shout outs but i've got i was kind of writing down what i've been watching a lot this week
0: yeah do you want me to do my like twitch spotlight
1: sure i mean do you want to do your twitch?
0: yeah so I've been uh, I've been thinking a lot like I lurk I lurk and I said this last week I'm going to get say it every week probably I lurk in a lot of Twitch chats I have been called out for lurking which is if you're new to Twitch or you're streaming on Twitch don't ever have your viewer list open and if for some reason you do which it's a you're free to whatever if that's what you want to do do not shout me out. And I don't know if anyone else feels this way. When I come into your chat and I'm in there lurking, don't go, oh, hey, Bruce, how's it going? Let, you know, if I didn't say anything, I'm in there to lurk. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's happened before. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> um. Anyway, I lurk a lot on Twitch, right? I love, I love to lurk on Twitch. I love to kind of stay... In the background, and uh, and just see what you know people are doing. And one guy who stands out, and he's and he's an absolutely incredible entertainer, and he's super fun to watch. Um, is uh pyromaniac zero uh, pyromaniac zero two zero five? You heard of this guy? Uh yeah, actually, is it zero two zero five? Hold on here.
1: I know that I think I follow them.
0: Yeah, Pyromaniac 0205. He is he's I've been I've been watching him since he took a break for a little while. Um, but I've been watching him since uh, the Camino days. And he is just so incredibly positive. He's so entertaining, so fun to watch, always has a smile on his face, is always chatting, always happy to see you. Um he's just a really positive guy and and it twitch meets more positive people like him. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely a blast to just interact with. Um you know and he's 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 a good streamer. He he deserves he deserves a lot more recognition. Um and he's just a good guy. And I, I really enjoy I really enjoy the content and positive vibes that he puts out there. So yeah. Cool. Check him out. Pyro if you're watching this or listening to this. You're a good guy, and uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. You're one of the good ones. Yay! Yay!
1: Yay!
0: Yeah. Who have you been into or watching on YouTube?
1: Uh, I have two. Hit me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you said that last week too. Oh. And my response was with pleasure, and I really wanted to say it again, but it. recycling a joke.
0: It's fine.
1: With pleasure. Uh, mm-hmm. I have two people that I've been watching a lot. Well, I guess three. I guess three. Um, but one person that I've been watching for actually years, like just four or five years, which is crazy to me. Um, she just like rebranded her YouTube channel about like two or three years ago. Uh, but Estee Lalonde, which you would have no interest in. But if there's anyone watching it,
0: doesn't matter what I'd have an interest in.
1: No, but I'm just saying this is not necessarily a recommendation for you. Yeah. But she's uh, life. She used to be a like a like a beauty guru, quote unquote, beauty guru. And then a lot of beauty gurus have really gone to more of like a lifestyle style channel. And so she does more of like a lifestyle channel, and she does a collection of jewelry. She just came out with a collection with Daisy. So she has got like I think it's called uh, SDX... Daisy, Um, so she does some jewelry there, but she's, if you're looking for a good, like, lifestyle beauty blogger type person who is, like, legit and old school and has been on it for forever, uh, she's Canadian and lives in London, so she's international, international. Uh, She's got a greyhound named Reggie. Cute. I don't know how old he is, but he's freaking adorable, and uh, yeah, so she's awesome. I've been watching her for a really long time. (laughs) And, uh, there was a period of time there where I kind of wasn't watching her and I started rewatching her a lot more recently. So that's kind of my person. Cool. And then I've watched, you've probably seen these. Um, but I've been watching those like how to draw It was like, not really a how to, it's called like a how to draw, but it's not a how to It's not, I'm not going to explain it to you. Hmm. Um, but it's, um, those like hyper realistic, like sketches, hmm. like hyper realistic ones Um, so it's how how to draw with Marcelo Baranghi, Baranghi, Barangi. Okay. I don't know how to say his last name. That's okay. But yeah, that's a really cool one. If you want something, I don't know how long the videos are, like probably like five or ten minutes, but they're also like, I was, got into it because they're all over. I think Instagram or his Instagram. I don't know if people are reposting it or if it's him, but, um. I wasn't paying attention but yeah it's like those hyper realistic sketches and those are so fun to watch I saw he, like he made like a fried egg hmm. and it looks like a freaking fried egg and I was just watching him make a coke bottle and he does like drinking glasses and he does people and jewelry and yeah those are my two cool beauty blogger and drawing sweet yeah well there you go there you go recommendations
0: I will definitely, uh, man, I need a new, oh, there's this guy that I've been watching. Alpha investments. I'm obsessed. It's just a guy who invests in magic cards. I know nothing about magic cards, but just watching somebody who knows everything there is to know about a a particular subject. This guy has the most insane collection of magic cards, boxes upon boxes upon boxes he has like twenty five ten thousand dollar cards. He's just, it's just incredible. He's been collecting them since he was in sixth grade. It's just so fun to watch.
1: And you've been watching it.
0: It's like ASMR for me. Yeah. I've just been. I don't. I don't know anything about magic cards, but just watching. He's like, oh, there's a summoner's summon egg. Oh man, good. There's a two dollar card. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He's but like a little encyclopedia yeah but he's like enthusiastic and yeah. I, I don't know i like that i like it when people can pull stuff like that off but yeah that's kind of the only youtuber i've been watching a lot
1: mm.
0: i think that's it
1: yeah that's all i have
0: that's all i have that's all she wrote
1: that's all she wrote thank ben. you
0: so much for listening and uh subscribing to the youtube channel dot TV forward slash youtube subscribe to the channel well, let's get to 100 subscribers iTunes has not accepted our freaking podcast yet. Boom. As soon as it does, as soon as iTunes gets it together and lets us have lets us have a podcast, um, you'll be able to uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and in Spotify. We can't we can't move forward until iTunes accepts it. Uh, it's we're kind of stuck on YouTube right now.
1: And we think it mostly has to do with just the cover art.
0: Yeah, that they, we
1: submitted. It was like
0: something not was right? wrong with it, so yeah, I made something. up a new one and and uploaded it so hopefully that'll happen this week um i've been kind of playing around with the idea of starting a patreon for this just so we can get things like better mics you know uh invest in maybe a camera that we can film you know the the -hmm. the podcast i don't know just just an idea uh if you want to support the channel you can always support my twitch channel goes directly to this uh com forward slash bruce cooper if you want to buy some underwear some clothing t-shirts socks shorts pants that onesies direct, onesies, the onesies that, are cool. that directly supports the channel um yeah i will uh i'll play around with that um but yeah that was this week was a lot of fun
1: yeah new clips on wednesday
0: new clips on wednesday check it out we m- me and okay me and ethel edith ethel hmm. me and me and edith we uh we we may sound like we're bickering back and forth we're just having a friendly argument (laughs) we're just like any other couple you know just like any other husband and wife we butt heads sometimes but it's all out of love and i do i love her so i think she loves me back that's still to be determined (laughs) anyway thank you for listening what i love you i love you too Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week if we haven't tor- torn each other's heads off by then. And uh, with um, that was a joke with uh, with even more stuff. If you want to be a guest on the podcast? Please let me know. We haven't quite figured that out yet, uh, but we're getting there. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your week. Yeah. And much love. Much. All right. See you then. Bye. Bye.